Well, good morning and welcome to 2019. Um, I love kind of New Year's and I'm very excited about kind of the discussion that we're starting today. We are starting kind of in, in 2019 having a series where we talk about people first. There's lots of different New Year's resolutions that you may make. All of those are worthwhile, you know, to just kind of evaluate and think about your life and say, I'd like to improve this, I'd like to improve that. Those are worthwhile. But one thing we want to do in 2019 as a church community is to say a priority that we have, an area of life that is really important that we focus attention on, is our relationships. Because our relationships are really what we're created for. God created us for a relationship with him. And God says that when we love one another, we're loving him. So we're going to focus kind of the next couple of weeks, kind of putting that as kind of our first thought in 2019 is putting people first. Well, I love New Year's. Like I said, I love the New Year's stuff. I love the goals. Maybe some of you are kind of disenchanted by that stuff, but I love it because it's a good time for you to kind of just reflect and have a thoughtful life. And I think as, as people who are, are pursuing God and are like seeking to improve our lives, I think it's a good thing. Um, I've uh, read a book that talked about memory, and one of the things that it talked about was that there's that as we get older, time seems to go faster. Can anyone relate to that, right? When you get older, you're like, man, why is it, how come the years go by one after the other so fast? And it talked about that most of it is, is we don't have as many memory markers in our life as you did when you're younger. When you're younger, you're, I graduated second grade, I went on to third grade and I had a new teacher and then everything was new. And there's all these milestones in your life and as we get older, we don't have as many of those. And so when we're looking back, it kind of all feels like a blur, like, oh, you know, there was the, the 2000s. And it just feels like kind of years and years pile up against each other. And we don't even remember what happened. And so I think it's really valuable to have moments in time where you like stop and have kind of these markers and you reflect on your life. A scripture I mentioned last week was search me, God. And that's something that we should do is search ourselves evaluate take like stock take some thought several years ago as I, you know i have a regular practice where i i, I try to read my bible and and um uh, and pray every day and and one thing that i added to that practice in my life was i took a moment at the end of it to stop and evaluate myself and just stop for a moment and take five minutes and think a little bit about how this applies to me and what are areas in my life where I need to grow. And so I love this stuff because it's helpful for us to kind of say, all right, flip the calendar over 2018, kind of reflect on what happened the past year and say, what am I going to do moving forward? What are the things that I'm going, how am I going to change? You know, what, what, what should I do? And so that's what I really enjoy that. But kind of how it typically goes for me is that there's kind of like a list. Anybody else do this? Like, and, and this, is, this is especially like kind of like during the holiday time. I uh, have my day job at the school, and so I have a little bit of a break. And so it's kind of like you make a list, and you're like, 
I'm gonna like clean the whole house, I'm gonna get all this done, and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And then a couple weeks passes and you're like, oh, I better just throw away that list because it's depressing. And that's kind of how New Year's can be too. People make a list, 2019, this is what I'm gonna do. I got this, I got this, I got this. And then it's like, oh, that looks like a lot of work. Mm, that's okay, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe next year. And we can have that tendency to have very good intentions. And that's a lot of times what we do when we focus on kind of goals or like new plans for our life is we focus a lot of attention on my intentions. I intend to do lots of really, really good things. And we may even, if we're really like on top of it, put pen to paper and write it down. Wow, what a wonderful intention that we have to do great things. But to... To be really clear, intentions, while they're good and it's helpful and it's good to have good intentions, attentions don't get a lot done, right? Good intentions do not, aren't, aren't that successful. If I have intention to get out of debt but I never make a budget or I never cut spending or anything like that, well, what, what good are those intentions? If I have intentions to get in shape but I... I never move or I never change anything that I eat, there, it's not going to be very productive. And so what I want to do over the next couple of weeks is think about something that I'm sure that you have lots of good intentions for. And, and we all have that tendency to say, what's important in my life is family. What's important in my life are my relationships. What's important in my life is the people around me. And that is a wonderful sentiment and wonderful intentions, and absolutely in the same spirit and heart of God. However, intentions without any kind of execution or actions, sometimes it can get frustrating. And let me, let me kind of even take it a step further. What I would say is intentions that are void of actions, really, they build resentment. Let me, let me explain what I mean by that. Intentions void of actions build resentment. If you have, like, a boss at work that says, you know what, we are going to get together and we're going to make a plan for that. and Like, we will talk. And they never follow through with that. What happens is you're kind of like, all right, they didn't really mean it. They didn't really mean what they said. And it kind of builds resentment. If you, if, you, if you go and tell your kids, hey, we're going we're gonna to go and do, we're going to go sledding at Christmas time. We're going to go out, we're going to go sledding, and we're going to like plan that out. We're going to have a big day, and the kids are all excited, and we're going to do it. And then if you don't do it, it's kind of, it's worse than before. So intentions that aren't followed through... Um, that have no actions associated with them build resentment. And we all can relate to that. We've heard people say things and they didn't follow through with it. And it was disappointing. And we've all been there and we should be gracious with others. However, that is, that's true. But on the flip side, intentions that are coupled with real action, intentions that are followed through with somebody doing something about it, it builds relationships. And it builds trust. If somebody says to you, you know what, we're going to do something, and they follow through with it and make a point, it's almost surprising. And it builds trust. 
And so, so that's really one of the things that I want to talk about today is that not just the sentiment, not just the idea, not just the feeling of people are really important, but over the next couple of weeks thinking about real specific actions that we need to take to put people first, things that we need to do. And um, I am going to read for you a portion of scripture that is maybe familiar. It's something I've referenced before. It's one of those very favorite Bible verses of mine. So if you've heard me mention it before, um, uh, be, be kind to me. But what I would say to this is there's some truths and some verses that I find I need to go back to regularly. And I need to go back to and say, that is really, really important and really, really true. And so it's one of those verses in my Bible that, like, I have marked, and I, I have a little Bible that has, like, notes so I can take notes on the side and stuff like that. And, on, and some of them, there's plenty of blank spots. But uh, on this one, it's like I'm so excited about this passage because every single word is so important and i even this is this is how much of a nerd i am my christmas gift to myself do you want to see it here i have it right here because i carry it around with me everywhere is i got this little little i I carry a little journal but that that this is a new cover for it but this is really the price the pin that has four different colors and a mechanical pencil snuck in there. And so, like, this is one of the Bible verses that, like, I got multiple colors going. I got circles. I got underlines. That's pretty. That's a pretty fancy pen right there. I know. I, I am going to keep it in my pocket because I don't want that to disappear. But really, what I'm saying is, is these Bible verses are that important, are, like, so important that it's like, I got to go back and I got to remind myself. And I, and, and, and so... Here we go. All right. So get out your colored pencils. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10. uh, It says this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So I don't have colored uh, pens to display up on the screen. Uh, but I, I did underline and highlight some of those things because it, it, it really is so full of really important truths. So full of lots of things that we should just say, yes, that's how I put people first. And, and I'm going to kind of like talk about it in two different ways. I remember um, my father, who's a preacher, uh, I remember him saying lots of times that he said, you know what, it's important to have quality time, and everybody talks about quality time, but it's also important to have quantity of time. Because you have to like have space and time for quality to take place. And this scripture talks kind of about both. And so we'll, we'll get into it. But the first words, right at the beginning... And it's kind of like the application point for the, for the book of Hebrews. is It says, let's consider. Let's think about. Let's personally evaluate our lives. Let us think about and give some thought and some effort and some energy onto what? How we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. How can we make our relationships better? How can we make those around us like more the people they were created to be. 
How can we push each other on towards loving each other better? How can we push each other on towards those good deeds or those good things that we should be about instead of the things that are really irrelevant and not that important in our life? And so the author here is saying, we need to think about this. We need, it's fine if you put like a couple of uh, uh, lists together as far as weight loss and all those other things. But it's really important that you consider your relationships, how we treat one another, and particularly important how we treat those key relationships in our life. And so it says, so he's like, let us consider, let us think about it. This is not passive. It's really, really thoughtful and in some ways strategic. In some ways, it's saying, it's, it's saying, I have to have a plan. Let's consider this. What are we going to do about this? And then it goes on, and it says, uh, Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more, as you see the day approaching. So the two phrases in there that like, I really want to s- spend some time thinking about is, not giving up meeting together, and encouraging one another. These are like kind of pillars in our relationships that we say these are things that we have to have that are firm and secure and make sure that they're a part of our relationships or else it's, gonna, it's just going to stay in the intention category instead of the action category. And so the first one it says, let's not give up meeting together. There is an element to quantity as far as our time and make no mistake about it you cannot just say that you know what i really 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 care about our relationship and never talk to a person it it just it just doesn't work you can't really like relationships are those things that are built over layers and layers of time over lots of like different kind of surprising moments that like all of a sudden the conversation moved beyond the mundane and you really made a connection with somebody. Like relationships are things that have to have time to develop. And, and time really equals a priority in your life. I know that we wish it was different, but if you want to kind of evaluate and consider your life, one of the easiest things to do is go through and look at your schedule and how do you spend your day? How do you spend your day? How do you spend your time? What do you give the most effort, energy, and focus to? And probably for the most of us, we'd say, well, it's my job. That's the thing I give the most time to. That is really important. It's important that you like, you, you have something to give your life to and you use your skills and your, all of those things. And when you go to work, Give your 100% effort, absolutely, and make it meaningful. However, there is a reality that we have to address. That if we make relationships a priority, it has to equal time. It has to equal time. You know, it's, um, it's unfortunate, but how kind of many people work, and this is particularly sometimes men. I'm picking on men a little bit, but, but everybody can fall into this category. How it typically works is our schedule is a lot of times our job, and that is what takes priority. And then after that, anything that we have left over, we have left over for family or other things. 
Sometimes, here's, here's a tendency sometimes we fall into. Uh, tell me this isn't true. Is that we'll give, we work a long day, a work day, okay? We'll work a long work day and we give our effort, our energy, our focus, all to that. And we'll come home and we have nothing left. And almost, there's kind of like this cliche of like, you know, like a man coming home from work and walking in the door and almost like just plopping down and having nothing left for anything else. Because it's just like, I gave my whole effort to what I was doing all day long, and that's all I have. And you know what? That, that, that's hard, right? Because we can fall into that. But let me just, let me say something that I don't want you to get out of balance. But let me just say something about our effort and energy is if we really say people are our first priority, that you have to leave some energy for those relationships. You have to. And you know what? If there's bosses in the room, just like cover your ears for a moment, okay? But listen, which would you rather, all right? Um, give every ounce of energy that you have for your 40, 50 hour work week and show up and not like have anything left for your kids or, or your family, or like you save a little bit. So when you come home, you can engage and have energy and passion and like, like something to share. I mean, what a shame it would be is if we gave all of our emotional energy to something that is like just our daily job and at home, like our families are just, we give them nothing. We leave nothing left. Can you, like that is a reality that we have to think about. Is are our priorities in line? Are we giving people a priority with our energy, with our efforts, with all of those things. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna like save a little bit of energy, like do it for home, right? Don't like slack off at work and do a, you know, lazy, don't mishear, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But like, if you can't muster it up, save a little bit for home. Save a little bit for your relationships. Get a cup of coffee, get in the right mood, and like walk through those doors and say, I, this is going to matter. This is something that I'm going to put some focus and effort and energy towards. Instead of just like, I, I'm out. I'm all out. I have nothing left. And so the scripture talks about, let's not give up meeting together. Of course, that's a picture of the community of faith, but it's a picture of giving time to those relationships, putting it in a schedule, putting it in like your priorities in life. You know, if you really want to say, I'm going to be responsible for something, I'm really going to like make something a priority, is you do exactly what the scripture says right here. You make it a habit. It says, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. That's the word it uses, a habit. You know, when we're thinking about relationships, we don't really think of habits. Most of the time when we think of habits, it's like, you know, are you brushing your teeth or are you like trying to break your bad habit of biting your fingernails or something like that? That's 2019 for me. I'm going to stop biting my fingernails. Uh, that's uh, 
37 years running, uh, that uh, New Year's resolution, but this is the year that I'm going to get it, uh, starting tomorrow, okay? Um, but, but, like, if you want to do something that is really, really powerful as far as actions, start a habit. Think about that. If you start a habit of doing something regularly in your relationships, that is incredibly powerful. It is meaningful to like have a moment where you like you go out and you like once a year you take the family and you do something really meaningful and special. You know, like really have a really good conversation, that kind of thing. That is valuable, but a habit is life-changing. Something that is done regularly with a pattern and a routine and a schedule. And the things that are most important, we should be building and developing like a habit. So it says, don't forget meeting with one another as some are in the habit of doing. Don't forget like those relationships, meeting, the quantity of time, saying like you are going to make an investment in your time for your schedule. And of course, this passage is directly talking about things that something that we're doing right here today. Look at you. You made a wonderful habit. First Sunday of 2019, you are in church and you gather together and you look at you one for one, a thousand percent. Um, well, 100%. I'm, I'm thinking baseball. Um, but it, you, you started that. And you, it is foolish to think that we can really, really have key relationships with our family or extended church family like this without ever being around. So one really simple action step you can take to say, I'm moving from intentions to action is say, I make a priority for certain things in my life, certain things in my life. And the number one thing in my family, what we have done to make like a habit of making sure our relationships, our key relationships are strong is we said we're going to be at church on Sunday morning every single week. And even when we're on vacation, we're going to go somewhere else because every week. I need and my family needs a time for reflection and thought and prayer and worship. And if I don't do it, something slips in me and in my life. And it's not just that one week. It's the compilation of all those weeks and that rhythm over and over. And me having the discipline to say every week it's in my schedule. It's in my routine. And I'm not going to let my family slide on that. And I'm not going to let me slide on that because it's so important to kind of this habit of like making sure I'm, I'm, I'm giving that time to relationships. Not like, you know, I'm going to go crazy for a couple of weeks and then give up for the rest of the year. Kind of like what we do at New Year's is it's, it's for the long term. And I'm building this habit and routine in my life to say I'm not going to stop meeting. I'm not going to stop showing up. I'm not going to stop with kind of like the time that I have marked aside for relationships. And let me get this straight. This is a little bit of a tangent, if I haven't already been on a tangent. But, you know, um, I can get on tangents. But a little bit of a tangent for me in particular. 
The church community is a gift from God, not to sit as a spectator and listen to somebody. It's a gift from God to have a community around you that is walking with you, encouraging you along, praying beside you, and everybody going together towards the same goals. And that is incredibly powerful, but it doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't. And what a sad world and time we live in where it seems as though a lot of kind of the perceptions we have of church is showing up and just listening and not engaging in relationship with one another. That's what this is about. It's meeting together and providing that time and saying, I'm going to make it a priority and I'm going to put it in my schedule and in my life to say, this is important. It's as important as showing up to work on Monday. This is important. And like when I show up, it, like I, I understand exactly what I'm doing. I'm in the habit of meeting together with people and being in a place like this where I can build those relationships and I can build it up and I can have that routine and I can make that like a pillar in my family that that's what I do. And so the scripture like uh, gives us kind of this, this encouragement to say, don't stop this habit. Kind of the habit and that picture of the time that you have to spend in order for something to be a priority. But there's an important component that goes hand in hand with that. And that's quality. Because it's very possible to have lots of time set aside in your schedule for something and for it to absolutely be meaningless. It's very possible for that. It's very possible to have a whole day of family time and never a valuable conversation take place. And we've all been there, right? And so the component that is really important to go alongside with this, it says, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. And that's making reference to looking for and pre preparing for the second coming of Christ. But it's saying specifically, saying encouraging one another. And like that is not just a small little throw in line. That is really important. That there are some important things that are going on when you gather together. When you have your family time, when you have your key relationships time, when you have time with your church family and we gather together, the point of it is that we should be encouraged. It should be meaningful conversation. Like there's been lots of conversations in my life that like I will never remember. And they were kind of, they weren't a negative, but they were just kind of a nothing. Like a bunch of nothing conversations in life. And, you know, there's always going to be a degree of that. But, like, what would it mean in your life to make every moment have real meaning? What would it, be, what would it mean in your life to, like, have meaningful, specific things that you're working on every time you interact with somebody else? You can't, you can't do that every single time that you have a conversation with somebody. But you know what? You better like, be some kind of encouragement to the people that you're close to. You know, 
there is, there's a reality that I, I, I've been trying to take hold of, and it's, it's hard in my life, but something that dawned on me a couple of years ago is that I am responsible for kind of like the attitude of my home, that I'm responsible for that. That like if I show up kind of like disconnected and unengaged, unexcited, that like that's kind of going to be the attitude of my relationships. That I am responsible for showing up and like having inspiring relationships, having things that mean something. Let me, let me just say that I think the biggest thing that we deal with in our culture and our time is a completely checked out, distracted world. Where when we gather together, we don't encourage one another. Then when you have conversations with people, it's not encouraging at all. It's kind of co totally cold and disconnected. And, and one of the things that we have to fight against that is just a reality of our time that is unique to our day is like all the technology that we get distracted by. There's no doubt about it. That like we can like sit there and have our cell phone and be totally checked out. We can just come home, turn on the TV and totally disengage from the people sitting right around us. And it is like a huge pull away from these values and these ideas. Is it like making moments have a meaning like has nothing to do with like you don't look back and say, I remember that time that mom sat me down. And turned on the TV. You know, like, this is, this is like, it's totally, we, we totally get it. We, we understand it. That this is a pull away from relationships. But it is really, really hard. And like, what I've, there, the statistics are profound on this. And I don't think we'll fully realize it for another generation or two. How it's changing our world so much. What is it doing to us? When we're consumed by, like, a screen all day long in our entire lives. What is this doing to us? That, that it truly is, and studies have shown that it has an addictive component that is, that is like other substances. That it's like, and, and I found it, found it myself. I'm not, you know, that, like, I have my phone in my pocket on my right side, and it's almost like... I just like have this twitch to to go and like put my hand in my right right pocket. You know, I got like this worn out side on my right pocket. My left pocket is fine. That's where I keep my keys. But like on my right pocket, it's like how many times a day am I just like digging for that any moment to distract myself in any way whatsoever to go to a place or a world that is not reality and not right in front of me to be completely disconnected from those I love and just to just check out. And the things that schools are seeing, and I can say it firsthand from working in a school, is that what schools are seeing is rise in depression, significant, significant rise in depression of young kids, and significant rise in all kinds of social, uh, emotional skills. Being able to communicate with people about things that are going on, and, and all this isolation. And these are, these are what the schools are dealing with in many, many ways, and a lot of it goes back to we're the first generation that has a TV around with us all 24 hours a day. And that's, we're consumed by it. And like it's, it's changing the way that we interact with one another. 
And we think that this isn't going to be something that is like going to have a drain on our family or is going to distract us from having quality relationships. Well, this is, this is a real fight that we have to deal with in our homes. I've shared it before, but what our family does as a practice, and we haven't been 100% consistent with it, is having a day a week where there's no technology. And when we come home, we don't turn on the TV and the, we put the cell phones away and it's No Tech Tuesday. That's what we call it. No Tech Tuesday. We don't have technology on Tuesdays because we have to like build something into our life that gives us a pause from all of this bombardment of all of this stuff. And we live in this distracted world where quality is going away. Where we, you know, are filled with just mindless, mindless stuff and entertainment instead of like digging in and having meaningful, engaging relationships with one another. Where we encourage one another. Like what an incredible thing it would be is if you took control of kind of like those interactions you have with people and set a goal to say like, I want to make sure that my words do something that like encourage somebody and lift somebody up. Like there's conversations you've had in your life where you can look back to and say, I remember that day that that person said that and it really, it, it really helped me out. Like we have the power with our words to encourage and lift people up. We have the power to do that. But a lot of times we're so disengaged or maybe we just don't have any energy left that we're just, we're just, we're just passing by one another. And how sad it is that a real picture of our culture right now is uh, families all kind of on their own devices in the same room, maybe texting one another. I've done that many times. Texting my kids in our own house. Like, hey, uh, why don't you come have some dinner? You know, they, how uh, much we've missed these things that the scripture is saying are, are like foundational to, to what we need to do. So this passage is giving us really practical action steps and saying we have to, we have to make sure be clear and consider how it is that we're like pushing one another on. And if there's one little push that I can start a conversation with and it will continue on next week to push us towards love and good deeds is for you to think about how you spend your time. How you spend your time. Do you spend, do you make time for those relationships? Do you make that call? Do you write the note? Do you like invite people over? Do you do those things to connect and reach out with one another? And do you, do you make the time for your family and those people closest to you? Do you have that quality or that quantity time built into your schedule? And if not, it's time to look at it again and rearrange some things and make sure that you set it as a priority. And then secondly, when I engage, I'm going to engage. And we have the power to encourage one another. And we can gather uh, every week and encourage one another. And you have the power in your home to bring encouragement and life and passion and all of these things to your home. 
Don't check out. Don't miss it. Engage. We're going to continue the conversation in coming weeks, but my, my encouragement and my challenge to you is that you take really seriously uh, an evaluation of thinking about what's really most important to you in your life. What's the heart of the matter? What is the core of your life? What is the most important thing in your life? And you, if you have the intention and you know it's those people around us, it's those relationships, and that's a picture that we see in the scripture, then it's really, really important that you say, I'm going to give it effort, thought, and action. Not just intention. Not just good wishes. I'm going to give it some thought, intention, and action. And give your full effort, your full energy to the people that are in your life. Will you pray with me? God, thank you for these words. Thank you that it's one of these core verses in my life. God, you just give us these practical, uh, practical advice as far as how do we continue on in the faith? How do, we, how do we persevere? How do we follow through with the things that are, you've put in our hearts? Well, God, you've called us. We should meet together. We should gather. Help us to do that. Help us to have that time with one another. Help us to make it a priority in our life, our relationships, the people that we're around. And God, help us to encourage Help us to give life. So God, I'm so thankful for this group of people that are really close people in my life. That help me every week learn to love, learn to continue to do good things for your world, So I pray today that this would be something that would push us on towards love and good deeds. God, we thank you for the gift that you've given us, the gift of the people in our life. God, we thank you, thank you, thank you for who you've put into our life. What a precious gift. God, we hope and we pray that we can treat that gift with the respect and the honor it is due. I'll invite you in your own seat, in your own way, just to kind of pray to God. Reflect. Take a moment to consider in your life, what you're doing in your relationships, to consider how you're spending your time, energy, effort. And maybe today there's just one or two things that, that struck home with you that you'd say, you know what, I need to 
move from intention to action, and I need to just, I need to make sure that I do that. In this coming year, I need to write it down. Make a plan, consider it, make sure that I'm putting effort towards my relationships. If there's something that God is bringing to mind right here, right now, then commit to God. Yes, God, I'm going to move that into an action category instead of just intentions. And pray to God for help. God, be gracious with us and help us have fruitful, life-giving relationships. I invite you just to offer your own prayers to God right now.